Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 291, and that brings us to Deuteronomy chapter 34, the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for this word that is so rich and full and meaningful and such a blessing to us. Thank you for the gift of another day of life. Thank you for the opportunity we have to spend time in your word and think about you. Be our teacher today. Teach us, show us yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Deuteronomy 34, Then Moses went up from the plain of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offering, offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed, his vigor unabated, and the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended in Joshua. The son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Well, there it is, the last chapter of Deuteronomy, chapter 34. Not a very long one. fits all on one screen there. This is the death of Moses and the Lord's uh, uh, burial. And, uh, and then the blessing of Joshua. So, several years ago, uh, we had an opportunity to go to Israel, 2017, and got to float in the Dead Sea, which is kind of sobering because it's basically right on top of where Sodom and Gomorrah uh, were. And so when it talks about Mount Nebo and the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho, where we were floating in the Dead Sea is, you know, underneath there is where Jericho was. And so you look across and you see Mount Nebo and you can see the place where Moses was when he got his look of the land. Now, naturally, according to natural human vision, from that mountain, he wouldn't be able to see as far as all of this. I mean, we're talking about places that are over 100 miles away that he's shown, but God shows it to him. The Lord shows it to him. And there's this tension here because Moses is, he's been faithful in all God's house, as Hebrews tells us. Uh, as God commends him as the faithful servant. But he doesn't get to go into the promised land because he wasn't, he did not honor God in the critical moment 
when he was supposed to speak to the rock, but he struck it twice and he took the glory for himself. Shall we make water come from this rock? And the rock was Christ. And this is a, a repetition of, of striking Christ when Christ was only supposed to be struck once and then the living water flows at the word of God at that point. So it's a whole image, but it's also the heart of Moses to, in frustration, steal glory for himself. So it's a sad scene, but the Lord in tender compassion and love for his servant, who he still loves, he shows him all of this land. And God buries him in the valley of the land of Moab. And, and no one knows the place of his burial because God buried him because God is wise. And, and one of the things that's a little bit troublesome of going to Israel is like the desire to go to all the tombs of all the people when that's not really the point. We're supposed to be worshiping the Lord. And so uh, no one knew where Moses was buried because God didn't want it to become a source of idolatry and a stumbling stone for his people. Um, but the people of Israel mourn for him. And then Joshua, the son of Nun, is full of the spirit of wisdom. Moses had laid his hands on him in this sea. On the screen now, I'm going to pull up in Joshua's the next book we're going to be in. Not tomorrow, because tomorrow we're going to go back to 1 Corinthians for 1 Corinthians 9. But then we'll be in Joshua the day after tomorrow in this wonderful book uh, about how God's word does not fail. Not, not one of the promises fails. And the graphic there you see is of Rahab's window. That's what it's being depicted there in Jericho. So we'll get there. But right now, Moses has died. Israel has mourned. And Joshua is commissioned and then there's this comment that there's never been a prophet like like Moses in all Israel and there wouldn't be until Jesus comes in terms of the signs and the wonders and the great deeds and the power there's never going to be another prophet not Elijah not Elisha not Isaiah not Jeremiah Ezekiel there's never going to be another prophet who rises to the same level as that of Moses until Jesus comes until Jesus comes and so there's this significance that Moses has within the kingdom of God, but Jesus does even more. Jesus surpasses him greatly. Hebrews uses the language of Moses was faithful in all God's house, but Jesus is the son over the house. So that's how much greater glory he has than Moses. So we should look at Moses in admiration and respect and gratitude, but we should also look through Moses to the one he longed to see and he did appear on that mountain with Elijah, Moses and Elijah testifying to the Lord on the Mount of Transfiguration because Jesus is what it's ultimately all about. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and for the life that we have in your word. Bless and keep us today. Help us to be thankful for you and for your word and for your son and for our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, tomorrow, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and then on to the book of Joshua. Have a blessed day in the Lord.